I have a very special guest and a very special ad, and I figured the best way to introduce them would be together. Honey. Honey. (laughs) Yes. All right. So I think I can do a pretty good job explaining this because Sophia just walked me through it today. I used honey for the very first time today, literally about an hour and a half ago. Isn't it the best shit? That shit is free money. So- How it works is it's a browser extension. And I know that's kind of like a foreign language to a lot of people because what is a browser extension? So I'm going to simplify it. Imagine a browser extension. Imagine Honey as like a Brita, like a water filter, like a detector. It You download it onto your computer. It takes seconds. And then when you're online shopping, as all of us are forced to do during quarantine and COVID... It scans through the entire internet in about five seconds and finds every applicable coupon, sale, discount, discount, everything, and it applies it to your online cart when you're heading into checkout. I saved $27 today. I bought essentials. I bought things I definitely didn't need. You know, so, I mean, retail therapy is something that all of us indulge in, whether you want to admit it or not. But Honey is essential. It is free. It takes seconds to download and minimal clicks. That's the biggest part. It's free. Yes. It's completely free. Pretty much when you install this bitch on your computer, every single time you are at checkout, this will automatically input every single discount code. And it works on pretty much every single site. Whatever you're shopping for, chandelier, lamp, slippers, (laughs) what the fuck am I talking about? But literally anything, (laughs) this shit will apply. Even ordering food, it will. So you guys, get Honey on your computer for free. It's two easy clicks by going to joinhoney.com slash Sophia F. That is S-O-F-I-A-F. It's simple. If you have a computer, you should be using Honey. Hi, everybody. I really was not planning on bringing him on, but things changed very quickly. I have a very special guest, the most requested guest. His name is Soup Man. (laughs) Soup Man. I'm kidding. His name is Milf Hunter. We have Milf Hunter on. Hi, Milf Hunter. Hello. So if you heard my last episode, you already know who he is. But now he's coming on as one of my best friends. I can say that, honestly. Which is the biggest (laughs) plot twist in podcasting history. (laughs) And I want to talk about the name Milf Hunter just quickly, because I think Milf Hunter, for new people, they're like, what the fuck is a Milf Hunter? It was kind of this persona or character that was supposed to convey the male perspective. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, And the character was like this quintessential fuck boy type thing. And it played into the manipulative tactics of my old show. What do you think about the name now? That shit is cringy as fuck. (laughs) It's cringy as hell, man. I like, I look at it and it's just, uh, you know, I, in fact, I would like to take this time to completely disassociate from this exaggerated persona that fit into a narrative for a show, like completely disassociate from it. Completely. 100%. I mean, is it now knowing me, is it indicative of no, me? No, it's not. Okay. I can say that honestly, it's really not. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, it was like a very exaggerated thing. Yeah. And um, it, and it did well. It did. So 
Can we tell people where the fuck we are right now? <laughs> I don't even really know where we are. We're in your mom's closet in Salt Lake City, Utah, in the mountains. I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. I- I've been baptized three times. <laughs> like, this place is a made-up place. I Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. I know I just said you're my best friend, but, like, I you, don't trust you. You have my brother's <laughs> phone number. You're, like, having hour-long conversations with my mom, and I don't like it. I know. I get treated very well in this house. Um... So we have gotten very close over the past few months. We have been like a really integral part in each other's healing. Essential. Essential. Yes. And we had very, very similar things happen to us. Like damn near identical things. No. Yeah. I mean, we really bonded over. uh, They're going to think we're hooking up. (laughs) I'm fucking out of your league. Are you kidding? Please, I would stiff arm you if you came close to me. We're not hooking up, I can assure you. Um, But for new people listening, what did happen to you? Because people know what happened to me. What happened to you? Oh. Um, You're like, where the fuck do I start? I mean, long story short, I'm a kid from nothing. And I conceptualized the number one podcast in the world, and I wasn't compensated. Yeah. Yes. Is that, I mean, is that accurate? Yes, it is. And... I think we were both betrayed. I'm not making it about me. I'm just letting people know. (laughs) We were both betrayed by the same person. And then we both had a very messy exit from the same company. Mine was obviously on a bigger scale. like Yeah, slightly bigger scale. (laughs) Just millions of people. (laughs) Yes. And we're not going to get into that because I really do want to focus on your experience and how you felt when everything went down. Sheesh. Um, I mean, I don't think I felt anything different than anybody else who's gone through some traumatic shit. You know, like you feel everything. You feel every emotion. You know, I went through hurt, anger. I was insecure. I like developed these uncontrollable trust issues. Like people I've been close to since childhood, like best friends. I started to just irrationally question. I just became completely uh, inaccessible, you know, like I just disappeared. I did the exact same shit. (laughs) Like my trust issues were bad. Now it's like, I'm questioning like my mother and my grandma. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys up to? But really I, my trust issues are insane. I feel like I'm very paranoid now. I think there are some positives that came out of it. Def- I'm not oh, going to no, lie. Def- definitely. Yes. Definitely. I mean, that's how you're, that is the best case scenario of handling trauma is finding, you know, sifting through all of the rubble and finding the positives. Right. Right. Which it's kind of interesting that we're sitting in here right now because why do we even trust each other at all? I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't know. No. I think to be honest, for me personally, I started trusting you the first hour that I was like in Utah and you told me you smoked crack. Oh, oh my God. That's the greatest story I ever oh. heard. It's the greatest okay. story. For everybody listening, they're going to think like I hit rock bottom and I'm like smoking crack. Oh, no, context is key. Here. Context this, is key. this was something that happened 10 years ago. We're not getting into it thank you thank you for putting me on the spot my apologies my apologies but look though do you know why you trust me that's a really good question i I didn't know that you're about to turn shit around but i know why you trust me. what that day in your apartment 
Right. You right, were right, sitting right. at the kitchen at the kitchen bar. Coop was in the corner on the high chair, mm-hmm. and um, I was in the living room, screaming, sobbing, crying, looking at you, telling you, "You're next. She's gonna <sighs> fuck you next." I'm the first person. I'm the first person who told you. Oh my god, that shit is. Wait, so but isn't crazy. that why you trust me though? That yes. look, in, that look in my eyes. Yes, that was the most defining moment. I think shit started to change from there. But that's not even why we're here. In a we way, we don't even have to yes. relive that. Yes, yes, we're not even going there. We're not doing that. I don't think either of us want to even relive no, that. No, scene. I don't want to. We're just adding context, and I think it's safe to say we both went through traumatic stuff, and that's actually been. One of the most requested questions from people is, how did you pull yourself out of it? Like, an extremely dark time. Oh, man. Do you just keep asking me tough question after tough question? <laughs> um, uh, I think, actually, I think I speak for, like, both of us. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we're both not fully out of that no. place. <laughs> I am not out of that place at all. At all, you know. I I wish I could get on this microphone and say, everyone, I am fucking good. We're good to go. Like I've completely overcome it. I've made strides. I'm so much mm-hmm. better, but I'm not out of it by any means. No, yeah, I I agree. I we agree. we were supposed to sit here two days ago to record, <laughs> and we ended up spending 48 hours doing like intensive therapy. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> no, I yeah yeah yes. really, I really had like my first ever therapy sessions in Utah in the mountains in your mom's closet. Yes, no, 100. percent I think that. I think that if I had to like, you know, talk about if I had to describe my journey out of this dark place. Well, first, let me address. There's a huge misconception that there's like some blueprint or some guidebook to how you're supposed to do this shit. Great point. No, no, that does not exist. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that, you know, moving out of this place and progressing and growing, it comes for me. It came from like this internal confidence that that day and that feeling where like I'm going to wake up and be like, okay, this is the day where I'm better. This is the day where I feel like myself. That day doesn't come and it comes. You have to just have this internal confidence that you're going to take a step forward to growing and, you know, the world could fall from right underneath you. But no matter what, you're still going to take that step. And I think you just convince yourself every day kind of to take another step. And I think that's how you start moving out of that dark place. That just spoke to my soul <laughs> because I think when everything was at its darkest, lowest moments, I kind of just went on autopilot and I just kept telling myself, just move forward, just move forward, yeah, just keep, dog show. you know, you are a fighter. I remember those like conversations and. And in that moment, I was broken and I talked to you and the way that you spoke, you sounded so confident. You were such a fighter. You were like full of resilience. And I remember being like in awe, like, wow, why am I not there? You know, like, how? why do I not feel like that? Yeah, I well, it's funny that you say that because I think I came off that way. But internally, I was did not feel like a fighter whatsoever. And that's not really me. You know my personality by now. I'm not really yeah, you're, that person. Uh, see, I, I disagree. I think like 
I think you're just like self de- uh, self deprecating, like your humor as well. It's a reflection of it. I think that you just don't give yourself credit that you are that person. And I think a lot of people, especially women, and especially in quarantine in the setting that we're in, have trouble giving themselves credit and yeah. like rationalizing it and 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 making it feel tangible. And that's another thing that I want to talk about is the time that we're in quarantine mm-hmm. and what it does. I know everybody talks about this, but I don't care. Like mm-hmm. this is this shit is real. It is. It totally is. I think quarantine, I think just to back up, you said like as a woman, women are way more self-critical. Yes. Ten times. Yes, I agree. And I think quarantine, we are all sitting at home, not getting outside. (laughs) Maybe that's just me because I know (laughs) you can go outside. (laughs) My God. But we do just have way more time on our hands to self-reflect and think about things and we don't have outside distractions to like really run to. And so everything is amplified, your anxiety, your sadness, your depression, your self-doubt, your negative self-talk is amplified. Yeah. And everybody handles their, their trauma and their, and their troubles differently. Uh, You know, I think the vast majority of my friends kind of have something happen in in their lives and they don't handle it right then and there at that moment. They kind of like go and and try to continue living their life until they can build up the confidence or the comfort to address whatever they're going through. And, 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 we're in a time in a setting where that's not an option. Right. Instead, you are trapped in a specific location with the same people for X amount of months. And instead of being able to work yourself up to that, you know, mental state of comfort and growth, you know, you're just taking, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, stress, self-doubt, and you're trapped in a room with it and you're drowning in it. Yeah. And it is fucking hard. It is. It's really hard. It is really fucking hard for everyone. For everyone. Even if you didn't go through something traumatic, like this in itself is hard shit. Yeah. But I love how people are like, how did you pull yourself out of it? And we just spent the last five minutes being like, <laughs> I'm drowning. Help us. Throw me a fucking life vest, we please. We can't help you. We need you guys to help us. Um, no, I think, yes, though. I think just forcing yourself to take, even if they're baby steps, just keep moving forward because it does get better. It does. And... I kind of, what are some tangible things, you know? Well, I can only speak from, I can just speak from experience. Mm -hmm. I was really rock bottom broken. And I sat one day and I just made a two hour playlist full of, you know, every type of song you can think of. Breakup Mm -hmm. songs, revenge songs, anger, hurt, motivation. And I would just, I downloaded the Nike running app and this is not a fucking ad. Enjoy the free press though. But, (laughs) and I just kind of hit play on that, on that playlist and I just ran. And I would really like be crying, running in my old hometown and I wouldn't even see other people or cars or anything. I was just like, tunnel vision. I had like blinders on and I would just run every day. And I was so out of shape from like being depressed and locked in a room for a couple months that when all that kind of happened and you know, you, you wake up from your first workout in months and you're sore as fuck. And I kind of like relished in that like pain because it made me feel like I can feel something, you know, like it was the kind of the first tangible feeling I had that wasn't consumed by emotion. (laughs) I am the least athletic human being on planet Earth. I know. I watch you drop everything I throw at you. 
I actually kind of started doing the same thing. It was more I thought I was going to go for a walk. I would have my playlist. That's so funny that you said revenge songs because (laughs) I would have that shit. But the funny thing is, is they were all songs about relationship breakups, but I would just talk about them in my head like they were a friendship breakup. I just feel like such a loser talking about this. But it's real, though. It's real. And it's sad that, like, we almost feel embarrassing talking about these things because these are not normal topics. You know what I'm saying? These aren't things that get discussed, let alone thoroughly. Right. And I would be going for a walk and then I would end up running because I'd be like so overcome with emotion and I would just start running. So I actually did something similar. Yeah. And and, and the come down from those emotions is crazy, right? Yeah. Is it worse than the come down from crack? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. I, do I just like. Tell the story. Do I just, okay. Please. I please. fucking hate you. <laughs> this shit is gold. I'm going to go ahead and tell this story quickly. Here we go. (laughs) I really have no other idea how to get into this story. But basically, I was 19 years old and I can't even fucking say this. Judgment-free zone. (laughs) Can we just all establish judgment-free zone? I do not condone drug use. In fact, this is like a cautionary tale for real. Educational. Yes, it Mm -hmm. really, really is. So I'm 19 or 20, I can't remember, and my friend, I wish I could say her name so bad. She's a great storytelling name. Do you think she wants a shout out? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> we'll call her Jennifer Calloway. Jennifer great, Calloway. Great name. So she invites me up to her apartment, and I don't even think it was like her apartment, it was like her man's place or a crack den. <laughs> I don't remember, but she invites me upstairs. She invites me upstairs and asks me, do you just want to hang out for a little bit? We can do blow, which I was a fucked up teenager. I had done blow before. So let me just like establish that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, great. Let's let's do it. (laughs) Then things changed quickly because she hands me aluminum foil a straw, and that's pretty much it. (laughs) And I, being completely stupid, but also having, like, some idea, I asked her, I I remember saying, why can't we just snort this shit like we're used to? (laughs) Like, I've been to parties with you. We just always snort it. Why are we doing this whole production? Mm -hmm. What is the aluminum foil for? (laughs) And I remember she said, it will just hit really really good and different (laughs) and that was like enough to get me on it she said that and then she also said yeah like I had to add baking soda whatever she said I fell for it I didn't understand that all of a sudden coke becomes crack just because you're smoking it like I did not realize the chemical compound completely changes do you know what i'm saying no i understand i I, this shit is fucking funny but then i wait though wait though what was her tone like was she like aggressive or was she like no that's the thing though she like made it feel so comfortable i remember she said cozy crack yeah (laughs) she said i will hold the tinfoil for you All you have to do is use this straw and suck up all of the smoke because the substance will travel across the tinfoil. It leaves like a black trail. 
and I sucked up all of the fucking smoke. <laughs> and the chemical compound does fucking change. And that shit does hit way different. <laughs> because I proceeded to do it for three hours. Wait, what? Three hours. Yo, you did not tell me that part. Yes. I did this shit for three hours, and it was the best fucking thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, It actually was not that great. To be how, com- how so? Because to be completely honest, I felt I needed to do more, but the actual high was not that cool. I was literally chasing the dragon. <laughs> when people say that, I've never understood until this moment. So I, yes, and I know that I started to act like a full-blown crackhead because she sat me down and she said, hey, I really think we need to chill for a second. Like, let's calm down. (laughs) This is after three hours. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Then, and I think this is the funniest part. She sits me down. She says, let's both calm down for a minute. She hands me another sheet of tinfoil. And I was thinking in my head, I hope this is more crap. (laughs) I'm kidding. But I probably was at that moment. At 19, probably not. (laughs) She hands me another sheet of tinfoil and she says, smoke this. This will calm you down immediately. It was heroin. (laughs) I What did it look like? What did it look like? I don't even remember. Okay. But it was a completely different color from what <laughs> I was smoking. So she hands it to me. And the reason this is funny, because that's not funny so far, I acted disgusted. <laughs> I was I remember acting like I am so appalled. Jennifer, that you would even put this in my face. I am not that type of bitch. I would never do that type of thing. Disgusted. After I had just done crack cocaine for three hours. (laughs) The audacity. The audacity. The audacity. The fuck were you thinking, Jennifer? No, seriously, though. I just drug shamed her after I had just done that shit. But that just proves my point. I had no idea. I thought in my head I was doing coke. Which is worse, heroin, crack coke? I don't know. <laughs> Please just turn this mic off. Okay. Um, that's pretty much the story. I guess the only thing I would add is I should have fucking known. I should have known because a week prior to that, this girl did my hair. Oh she my was God. a hairstylist. Actually, I think she was like in hair school. <laughs> but she did my hair. I was putting extensions in my head, which for those of you that have had extensions, you like completely will understand what I'm about to say. She charged me $2,000. Oh, my God. If you're getting the best hair, best everything, it's like one something. She charged me two k. She put in my head Sally's hair extension. <laughs> like Amazon Prime, $200 worth of hair in my head. And I probably needed like seven tracks. She gave me three. Like she completely, the whole thing was $400 oh maybe. I will say the come down is the worst thing I've ever experienced ever. 
forever. Like I've ha- <laughs> I've gone through some really dark times. I remember I went to the gas station after called my boyfriend at the time and I said, "Please come pick me up because I am thinking about killing myself." <laughs> oh, Which I'm laughing I'm not because trying to laugh. No, I I'm... know, but that's how fucked up it was. I have done drugs since then. No come down even compares in the slightest. So that is so the don't wor- do crack. That is the worst come down you've ever experienced. So that makes the drama look like nothing. <laughs> That's why you were so strong on the phone. This bitch is superwoman. That's why. <laughs> and that is how I trusted you. Yes. <laughs> great so that that's the story oh my god bravo bravo i hate you for making me tell that can we please move on yes ship station i have missed you so fucking much ship station what the fuck is ship station if you are shipping anything alcohol crack i'm naming, <laughs> I'm naming all the shit you should not be shipping oh they're gonna drop you <laughs> Like everyone does. <laughs> Literally anything you want to ship, you should be using ShipStation because it is the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship all of your orders. In just a few clicks, you are managing orders, printing out discounted shipping labels, and getting your products out fast. Guys, our first COVID Christmas and holiday season is coming around the corner. ShipStation is essential to make sure that you don't fuck that up. And right now, Sophia with an F listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code SOFIA, S-O-F-I-A. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Woo! ShipStation. Okay. So can we please move on to listener questions, stories? We have a male perspective, which I think is really important. Kind of. Kind of, or hindering, <laughs> or the opposite. Because Definitely subjective. Yes, because men are garbage. Basura. Basura. <laughs> okay, the shoplifting stories. I talked about it a little bit last episode, all the shoplifting I would do. I got so many fucking submissions about this. You guys are all little shoplifters. Love. Um, Something that I just quickly want to point out that I found so interesting. Every single story, people were talking about stealing trash. And by trash, I mean cheap ass shit, (laughs) which is what my story was. I would only steal shit that was like $10 or less. And every single story was the exact same. (laughs) The adrenaline rush. I guess. I don't know. Not one person was like, I stole designer jeans, nothing. This girl wrote in, when I was 11 years old, my cousin stole a $6 necklace from Claire's. And they pressed charges against both of us because I was there with her. We both had to pay Claire's $500. What? On the surface, shoplifting story, I stole from Claire's like a million times. She was 11. 11. Wait. You, so she has a record at 11. That, yes. That, that's yes. the type of savage preteens that were in your comments. <laughs> Honestly... The fact that Claire's decided to press charges against an 11-year-old, 
I'm glad I stole all the shit I did from that. Yeah. And $500 too? Yes. I don't think anybody spends $500 at Claire's in their life. No. But that's the thing. Whatever you're stealing, the amount doesn't matter. You still get the same charge. Okay, moving on. So I just want to quickly just get the personal questions out of the way. The number one question, my relationship status. I am not ready to talk about that. And I know that's like frustrating or whatever else. I just had everything I care about taken from me. And I'm not fully healed. And I'm just not ready to dive into that. I have to be completely honest. I will. I absolutely will. But for right now, no. I know these are personal questions in my perspective and comments on them are completely irrelevant and meaningless. But um, if I were you, yeah, I would never, ever, ever speak about my personal relationships on a platform again. <laughs> ever. I know that's true, but I absolutely will be. Okay, another question about me, and then we can move on, is am I planning on staying in Utah or do I think I will move back to New York? I can't even think about moving right now because of this pandemic. I do plan to go back to New York, but TBD on the date. But I will not be living in Utah. I was about to talk shit again. <laughs> I love Utah. I'm not doing that. I love it here. But yes, I will move back. This girl wrote in, long story short, my ex and I dated for two years, then broke up. His older brother hit me up and asked me out. Oh, my God. And we have been dating for a year plus. What? His family doesn't know at all. How do we mention our relationship to his family parentheses, I would be reintroducing myself again. R.I.P. I kind of love her. (laughs) Okay. Wait, can I just give my first initial thought? (laughs) My first initial thought from the big brother scooping up the little brother's ex-girlfriend of two years is that the little brother has won every single backyard sporting event (laughs) since they were fucking children. Okay, this is what I'll say. If your older brother felt comfortable enough to be dating you after his little brother, that's not that is not on you anymore at all. Reintroduce yourself to the family. Hi, you guys know me. You've met me before. LOL. I'm back in a different fashion, different fashion, different dick, different brother. Oh, my goodness. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, I look at this scenario like, does the I have I don't have any advice. I have questions. <laughs> does the little brother know? I uh, will I, make sure to ask her, but right now I can't. Yeah, I guess if I had to give advice, it would be walk into that house like you own it, like you play pay mortgage. Their DNA yes. pool is clearly infatuated with you. Yes. Yeah. The DNA pool cannot help themselves. Yeah. Hit up the dad next. There's <laughs> no boundaries. Holy Trinity. There's no boundaries. Okay, Milf Hunter, these were targeted at you. Oh, targeted? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. These were written in 
trying to get the male perspective. Okay, much better. Okay, so number one. This girl wrote in saying, I'm going to go on a trip with a guy. How should we split the cost of everything? You do not split the cost. <laughs> he pays for all of it. <laughs> um, damn. <sighs> Pre-relationship me, I say 50-50. Split it. Post-relationship me with some clarity, with an IQ above the piece of salary. The man takes care of it. Really? Yeah, without a doubt. No hesitation. Okay, so back in the day, it was like 50-50 now that you've experienced love. And a little bit of money. So also, <laughs> I think the financial situation is always relevant. Like Very if true. you If you love somebody, you should naturally be aware of their financial situation and what they're going through. And if it's within their means, you should never put your partner in a situation where they are out of their means. Very good point. See, that is the advice that we give on the show. <laughs> okay. What do men think of a girl if she fucks on the first date? Once again, immature young me, 21-year-old me, CHD me, uh, slut, whore, oh my God, ew. Mature me with brain cells that function. Um, we're grown. I feel like if you really like somebody, if you really have a connection, you can't fake that. And if you really have a connection with somebody, if you really can communicate on multiple levels with them, emotionally, physically, that generally leads to sex and generally leads to good sex. Right. So, I mean, now I have no issue at all. I would date a girl I fucked the first time I hung out with her or dated her or whatever. It all just depends on the chemistry. I think that's exactly what everyone needs to hear. You're not judging a girl no. if she does that. Liquid IV. I have been waiting, begging, praying to have Liquid IV on my show. I'm not going to lie. The other day, I felt sick as fuck. I don't know if I was hungover. I don't know if I was pregnant. I don't know what was going on. I had a headache. I felt nauseous. And usually when that happens, I just lay down and try to sleep it out. But I'm not lazy anymore. And I didn't have a choice. I used Liquid IV. What the hell is Liquid IV? Well, it is the best-selling hydration multiplier now. They have three flavors. What does that mean still? Pretty much, if you pour this shit into your water bottle, you will get hydrated three times faster and three times more efficiently. And this shit works because I was dying and it brought me back to life. Apparently, Liquid IV uses cellular transport technology. Do I know what that means? No, I just know that it fucking works. So Liquid IV is available nationwide at Walmart in the beverages section, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SOFIA at checkout. SOFIA, S-O-F-I-A, SOFIA with an F. That's 25% off Anything you order when you use promo code SOFIA at liquidiv.com. Okay, that's it. What a fucking wild ride. I want to say thank you so much to every single person listening, everyone that tuned in last week. We went number one, not to brag, but it was kind of a big deal. I love you guys so much. Um, the only thing I want to say Aside from subscribe, rate me five stars, follow me on social media. I'm such a piece of shit. Besides all of those things, go vote. That is the most important thing. 
please. Registration, I'm pretty sure is up. Now is the time to actually vote. Please do it, your voice matters. And I have merchandise also. And it's actually fucking amazing. The quality is amazing. The fit, amazing. I'm amazing. Oh my God, I like, want to die. That's it. I love you guys so much. And I will see you next week.